On today's episode, we have my friend, Kira Ruth. Kira is one of the most genuine and wise people I've ever met, and you see this in all of the areas of her life, whether through her blog and Instagram account, The Banana Moon, how she loves and cares for her son, Miles, through the way she connects people and businesses authentically as an influencer, and how she supports her husband, Terrence. We explore many topics today, but one that I know people can relate to is the idea of imposter syndrome. Take a listen to the spaces and places in your design that imposter syndrome can hide. Hey, Kira, welcome to the Reclaiming Her podcast. I am really, really excited to have you as a guest. And I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to talk about your human design chart a little bit today and you know, like almost nothing about it, right? Just like a little bit that we've chatted about, like at lunch. I only know what you've told me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it's just some really super basic stuff. And, um, I'm curious, like what's intrigued you to learn more? You know, I have just been on this journey of one of the things that I always share with people is like on this journey of just finding my voice. And I think this is an opportunity for me to find my voice, but in a different kind of way. And like, how do I go deeper into the things that I kind of know, but just really getting more clarity on that. So I'm excited about that. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm already looking at your chart to see where your voice is and if it's defined or undefined. And so this is going to be fun. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I mean, you have, you have a lot going on in your life. You run a business and a blog, you're a mom, you're a wife, mm-hmm. you are a spiritual human. I mean, so many different things you um, are speaking out against trauma. Like there's just a lot that's going on, but I would really love, you know, as we really take a look into your chart and get connected more to that idea of what is your voice? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the main challenges or places of clarity that you might be looking for that maybe we can tap into? to today? I think actually one of the bigger things that I've actually been um, chatting with my therapist about is like really showing up and not being afraid to show up as my full self, right? I think for so long, I've entered the room and I've just kind of been like, oh, well, I don't want to sit at the table. I can sit in the back because I didn't want I was just afraid to show up in like my full self because I didn't want the person sitting next to me for them to feel like I felt like I was better. And I think it's from the lies that I've been told. Like when I would walk into spaces, people wouldn't know who I was and then automatically, oh, she thinks she's this, she thinks she's that. And so I've really kind of taken that and like put myself in a um, shell. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't do everything 100% because I'm, I don't want other people to perceive that I think that I'm better. You know what I mean? Um, And so, and I think it's just from the things that I've been told. So I think that's one huge area that I'm really, really working on is just showing up as my full self and being okay with knowing that, you know, I do know a little bit something about this and it's okay that I know something about this and it's not gonna, you know, if someone feels upset or inferior that's that's them you know um so that's one area um 
another area is even feeling like I deserve those things. Like I deserve to, to walk into a room and show up as my full self. Um, I think trauma has a way of just really um, lying to you and telling you that you're going to always be a victim. Um, there's never going to be clarity for you. Um, and so that's another area. Um, and I think, I think those are like the big two, like just, yeah, just showing up and being okay with that. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you feel like you know who your full self is? Um, that is a very complex question. And to answer it, um, no, because I always share with people that the moment that I feel like I've gotten to a point, you know, it's like, but there has to be more, you know? And so I always tell people that I'm, I'm evolving every single day. Every day I wake up every year, I turn a little bit older. I'm constantly evolving. And I don't, I don't, I really don't feel like I've truly tapped into the woman that I'm meant to be quite yet. And I'm okay with that. Right. Mm. Because I, I think as I grow older, there's going to be this journey, this story um, that I get to write for myself. And if I feel like I've made it at 30, then I, I, I wouldn't be open to the possibilities that could happen at 40 and 50 and 60, you know? Mm. Oh my goodness. I love this. And like, so you, and you just turned 30 this year, right? I did. Yeah. I did. And it's funny because I, I've always, I turned 30 and I was like, oh wait, I wasn't 30. You know, like, cause I'm just, I felt like I've always been very so much older than yeah. what I am. Like if at 14, I was, you know, kind of doing my own thing, 15, same thing. I had a job. I'm, you know, I was on my own. And, and so it, it always felt like I, but I will say when I hit 30, it was almost like, but I haven't done everything that I thought that I would do. And so you hit yeah. this, like, almost like this wall of just like, wait, I haven't done this. I haven't done that. I haven't done this. Um, and then you get reminded with those posts that you see about Oprah and all of them, like they didn't reach wherever they were going until they were in their forties, fifties, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Oh, well, I just look at you and I, you know, having just, cause I just turned 40. Mm -hmm. And so like, look at you and like, listen to the sweet wisdom that you already have. You know, mm -hmm. you do, you sound like just this incredibly wise soul, but then I get really excited for you too, because the thirties is so much about like, you know, figuring that out too. And so, and, and even maybe a little bit more beyond when um, we talk a little bit more about your design. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm super excited to dive in with you. Um, <laughs> I think there's a lot of really good stuff here. Uh, so I'm going to just start by just introducing you to some of the just basics of human design and some of the basics of your chart, because I think that's really fundamental for mm -hmm. you um, being able to like navigate it and move about in the world. So, you know, human design, as we start to talk about it, it's all about the energy. It's all about your energy, your inner essence and how you show up mm -hmm. and how you're designed to show up in the world. And so these are such I'm so excited because these are such perfect, fun questions for human design. So, um, you know, at the top of your chart and it, like when you, if you were to look up your chart online, you would see there's so much information. There's all sorts of like words and definitions, there's shapes, there's numbers, there's all sorts of different stuff. And so, um, but first and foremost is your energy type, your human design type, and you are what's known as a generator. Mm -hmm. And a generator makes up approximately 30. 
to 35% of the population. And mm-hmm. you are literally the life force. You are the creative life force, energy force of the world. So you help to bring things to fruition and to life. And, um, and does that, you're already like, mm-hmm, that sounds good. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, uh, a lot of it is like, is, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep going in just a minute. Now, part of your energy type is w- within your energy type is what's called a strategy. And so a strategy is n- now, okay, so you're the creative life force and the energy in the world, but a strategy is all about how you move about and how you um, utilize your energy type. And the strategy for generators is what's known as to wait to respond. And mm-hmm. so that's really counterintuitive to the world that we live in right now because the world that we live in right now teaches us to like go out and make things happen and hustle and grind and to do the thing and to make the magic happen and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and that can be really frustrating for generators because they're showing up and showing up and showing up and what it can feel like when you're doing that is that you're constantly like scaling a mountain or climbing out of quicksand like you're like moving against the force of gravity versus if you just kind of chill out and wait for a minute Mm -hmm. your design your energy type is literally a magnet and it's pulling in the energy and attracting things to you all the time. So you just have to wait for it to show up for you. And then you can respond Mm -hmm. when it does. Yeah. How does that resonate for you? I, I think, so what I hear you saying is that the, because I'm a generator and what was the second one that you said? about the force, about how I show up, I wait. Yep, with, so it, that's your strategy. Yeah, so my my strategy makes sense, right? Because I just explained to you just a moment ago that like, when I walk into a room, I'm like, I don't want to fully yeah. show who I am. I don't want to show all my cards. I don't want to, I, I want to fill it out. Mm. And then if someone makes me comfortable or if I'm, you know, then I kind of know, oh, I can, I can be myself, you know, or I can show up fully and everybody at the table is not, you know, it's, there's no competition. Like you get what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. hearing that is just really a confirmation that like, that's real. But I also think too, and I wonder, and you can help me with this. I wonder if the strategy part is just me waiting for like that, that with that wise wisdom of discernment, right. Of really mm-hmm. just stopping to see what it is mm-hmm. and then moving forward oh I love this you're you know like I love the depth in which you're really like taking this information in and embodying it because I think that you know so much of what can happen and I think we're, we'll unlock a couple of answers in your chart too you know so mm-hmm. much of what happens like there's so many different things when we walk into a room there's so many different variables there's so many different energies when we walk into a room right so this idea of walking into a room and wanting to show up as your full self like you're noticing twofold that okay well wait is there a confidence issue that's there or is there something that's causing me to kind of um make myself smaller in order to not be too big in the room but there's also a sense of comfort in that that sounds like you're really identifying is that like well there's also this part that is saying well let me make sure that when I do show up that it it is received Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right that it's received and so part of being fully received 
is being acknowledged, is being respected, is being called forward. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Does that that sound like what you're reflecting? Yeah, I think I think it really goes in the more depth of like what I was saying about that discernment of like, Mm -hmm. you know, is this a place for me to shine my light? Right. Is this Mm -hmm. a place or is this an opportunity for me to elevate another person, you know, like and say, oh, well, look, and I think but I think I, I struggle in the reverse of me shining my light. I'm willing to shine light on someone else because I don't know, you know, like I just, Mm. that strategy of just trying not to, just waiting, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm. So yeah, I I can, I can definitely, that resonates with me about the strategy thing in the generator. Share a little bit more with me when, you know, when you were like, I do have things to share. I do know things, you know, share a little bit more with me. Like what, you know, as you're starting to really identify who your full self is and what your voice is, what is it that you've discovered so far? Um, what is that? And, and what is that bright light that you want to shine? Um, I, you know, I think I can tell you why I struggle with shining my light. I think because I've, when I, was a teen or when I was in school and things like that, you know, I would show up and it would be, it wouldn't be perceived well. Like, it'll just be like, oh, you know, Kira thinks she's all that. And I, I did not say one word, you know, like it was like, mm-hmm. I, I just was there. And so it kind of re- in a reverse made me not want to show up fully. Mm-hmm. And then by me, based on my childhood and like how I was with my mother and like really having to speak up for her in certain instances and things like that. I think it really forced me to only like kind of want to be knowledgeable about knowledgeable about everything, you know? And so when I did speak up, it was like, okay, well, I I know what I know and this is what I'm going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And so, but then it, sometimes it rolls over into things that I don't know anything about. And so just do I shine my light like in all places or do I pick and choose? But I will say areas that I I really feel like I shine the most is like in my mothering. Mm -hmm. So if I'm in if I'm in a group of moms and, you know, I've dealt with something with miles, like I feel like I've walked through that process. And so like I do have some experience with it. I'm not an expert on it, but here's how I've move forward um I think in a social as a social realm you know I'm a like you said I'm a generator so I can I can make the magic I can be creative I can bring people together and so I shine and I don't necessarily have to say anything but the way that I decorated the house or put the food together you know it's like that's me shining I don't necessarily Mm -hmm. have to say anything but it's like that is me shining and people say, oh, you did such a great job. And I'm like, oh, thank you. You know, but I think I find other ways to show up and shine my light without being very vocal about it. Mm. Um, And so, but I think that's a great way for me to hide too. You know, I'm like, well, I'm really good at that. And I just, you know, decorated the whole thing. It looks great, but I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to let them come in. Mm. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. so does that make sense yep 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 okay 
Okay, so, let's keep going because we're going to circle back to all this because I okay. want to kind of go in order so that like it makes a little bit, it'll be cohesive at the end, I promise. Okay. So, okay. But I want to give you a little bit of information. Okay. So one of the, now that we're going to go into what's called your authority in human design, I like to think of your authority as in, in today's world, especially there's a lot of talk about your intuition, right? Following your intuition, getting in touch with your intuition, learning really like what, you know, um, getting connected to your soul or really having more like a, you know, a portal or a tap or a connection to your your source, your God, whoever that is. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think a lot of people don't always know exactly what that looks like. And so your authority is what I like to look at is like where in your body is speaking to you so mm -hmm. that like, that's actually your, that's like your team leader. That's the one who makes the decisions for you. Mm -hmm. The interesting part is that out of all of the areas in the body that can be an authority, the head is not one of them. And I find that so fascinating because of how much we need to think about things and we need to process things and we try to rationalize things. And we use all like we use all of these mental processes to make decisions when the mind isn't actually the one who should be in charge at all. Mm, that makes sense. Fascinating, isn't it? So yeah. yours is what's called the solar plexus or the emotional solar plexus. And so it's essentially your emotions. You need to tap into how something makes you feel. Mm -hmm. So when you're about to make a decision about something, it's how do you feel, mm -hmm. right? How do you feel about it? The interesting part about emotions, and then I'll let you respond, is that uh, they, they're not static. They never stay the same, right? So it's not like you feel good about something and you feel good about it always. Mm -hmm. right yeah. <laughs> I mean like think of even like the best decisions in your life like you don't mm -hmm. always feel good about them right some days you're like Ugh, and you know and, and they shift and they change mm -hmm. and so really it's like you have to kind of get to that middle point where you find some like steadiness in the emotion right where it's kind of like it's this wave and it can be this big huge up and down wave but where it kind of gets to like an even keel wave and mm -hmm. that little sweet spot there is where you know what your answer is mm. okay that makes sense I mean you know I think so what I so just for clarity what you're saying to me is that what I think is more emotionally driven right like what when it what? comes to make a decision yeah yep, it needs it's to be emotionally driven yes that is very much so me <laughs> Um, just because I, it takes me, you know, how some people can just like make a decision and just, it's just either A or B. Like I'm very big on how something makes me feel, mm. you know, if it doesn't feel good or if it makes me sad or upset, then I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I lead with my emotions and I mean, you know, sometimes that's not very good because you have to make decisions at the last minute, but you know, I think leading emotionally shows up a lot in my, like how I mother, mm. you know, and like just how I'm willing to like cry with Miles, you know, or like feel with him. Mm -hmm. um, and it just so happened. He's kind of similar, like, you know, like he's very, he, it's, it's about his feelings, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I can definitely agree with that. Well, you know, and I'll tell you a story about something that happened to me. And um, it's something that you actually, you know, sort of more or less like had a little 
play and we had a conversation about and I'll tell you the, the whole full story and it's about where the kids go to school do you remember mm -hmm. like we had coffee that one time and you like you were telling me about this one school this one school this one school and I was like yeah, yeah. well <laughs> I actually applied to that school and mm -hmm. you know blah 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 well first full circle you know they're going to that school well mm -hmm. a little bit more of the backstory on it was I you know applied during the whole lotto thing and blah 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 mm -hmm. and um they got in immediately like through the lottery yeah, great. Except for they weren't doing tours. It was during COVID. I hadn't been. I needed mm -hmm. to decide in nine days. So like you were saying, like sometimes as a mom, you have to make a decision fast, but yeah. you don't have enough time to feel it out. Right. Yeah. And so they weren't doing tours. I couldn't meet anybody. It was just this little PowerPoint thing. Nine days mm -hmm. to decide. I had to say no, because I was like, I just, I can't, I, I can't, I, I can't, I can't yeah, make this decision. Yeah. I don't have enough information. I don't have enough time to really feel it through. And so I denied our, um, our, you know, our, yeah. our entry. Yeah. And, and then after some time passed, right. Because that's how emotions work. Like I can't then just turn it off. Like it's still yeah. there. I'm still riding the wave, whether I want to or not, I'm still riding the wave. And some time had passed like three months and I felt a little bit more clarity on it. And so I put our names on the lottery again. I put our names back on the wait list. So I, now I'm at the bottom of the wait list. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I put our names back on the wait list and some time had passed. You and I had a conversation about it. I then was like, encouraged to you know continue to find more information about it and mm -hmm. and started to feel pretty good about it but still like no answer no answer no answer eight days before mm -hmm. school starts my kids get in so it's just really I find it just incredibly powerful that it's like when things are aligned yeah they'll work out right and mm -hmm. if you don't abandon yourself mm -hmm. to try to force yourself to make an answer before you're ready yeah you always have the opportunity for it to realign yeah, that's true. I and I I definitely can agree with that. I think oftentimes like I just need time to really process what I'm feeling. Yeah. And I and I think and the reason why I take the time is because when I was younger, I didn't have that opportunity to really I had to make decisions spare the moment. It wasn't like you get an opportunity to think about it. Here's, you know, it's like today, you want to do it today? It's either yes or no today. And that yeah. gives me so much anxiety when I have to choose. Like, it's like, I want to be able to sleep on it or think about it. Or <laughs> um, and one of the things that really resonated with me when you were speaking earlier was, you know, um, my like when we were choosing a school for miles, very similar to you, um, I want to tour the school, right? Like I want to go in, I want to meet the teachers. I want to meet the principal. I want to see what the classrooms feel like. I want to see her interact with my boy. Like it was like all these things that go into play. And Terrence is like, what are the test scores like? What is he, how many degrees? You know, like, and so I'm like, oh, did she hug Miles? You know, like, and I'm just so different. Um, but that's what really provides clarity for me. Um, yeah you know, even through the events that we host, like, you know, how are the people feeling when they walk in? Like, like, I, I want them to have a lasting experience after they leave in some, and I leave with my emotions often. So, um, yeah, that I, I can definitely see that. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. Okay. So something else that's really powerful about being a generator is that you also have direct access to your gut. Mm, yes. Yeah. 
So your gut is all, and your gut does give you um, answers more or less in the, in the now, I would say, like you can ask, and your gut is very audible. Um, mm -hmm. And so what that means is that like, I would practice one very cool exercise to practice with getting in touch with your gut is to ask yourself yes and no questions or have other people ask you yes and no questions and to mm -hmm. answer from your gut using a mm-hmm or an mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and that will that that will give you a lot of knowing in in the moment too. And now sometimes it's it's you don't have the information, right? Because you do need to sleep it under, you do need to see how you feel about it. But, um, but it is a powerful thing to figure out if you have the energy to carry that project through, mm -hmm. right? Like, should I do this speaking of it? Mm -hmm. Right? Or, mm -mm. or should I speak about this? Mm -mm. Or um, is this the space where I need to shine my brightest light? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -mm. Okay. And it will, it will just let you, uh, it will just give you a little bit more insight in your subconscious, like what, what's actually happening, you know, what it, uh, just really, if you have the energy to, and when I say energy, I don't mean like physical energy, right? Like, I mean, like spiritual energetics and, uh, to, to show up in that space. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I will say that I do go with my gut often. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know, maybe you can help me with this too. Like, you know, I'll get a feeling and I'll tell Terrence, I'm like, that ain't it. You know, like, mm -hmm. in mm -hmm. like two weeks later, he'd be like, how'd you know? And I'm like, I just felt it. Yeah. You know, I just kind of knew and I went with it or I'm like, you know, there'll be a situation that'll happen and I'm like. I knew that person wasn't, you know, like, and, but I, and I wonder if, and maybe you can answer this. I wonder if it has a lot to do with like my life as a child too. And like really that discernment of really knowing, you know, like when I'm feeling safe because I've been unsafe before and like multiple times, a lot of times and like really just having that gut feeling of this is not it. Mm -hmm. So um, what's interesting is that Okay, so I'll tell you what I'm looking at right now. So in human design, you have you have your chart and you have these nine centers. So you're kind of familiar with the chakras, yes? Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's seven chakras and those are the seven energy centers. Well, in human design, there's nine. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at these nine centers and they're either colored in, meaning that they're defined and you have regular energy. You have consistent energy flowing to that space all the time. Mm -hmm. or they're not colored in and they're white, meaning that you don't have consistent energy flowing through that space. Mm -hmm. Now, the cool part about it is that having consistent energy or not having consistent energy, there's not a bonus or a, or a positive. It's not like you lack anything, mm -hmm. right? Or that you gain anything because yours is colored in or you lack something because it's not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just means that it's different. Mm -hmm. And that's what I find so beautiful about human design is that, you know, when you're talking about like, well, I do have something to offer. You absolutely do have something to offer, right? Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting how the world has kind of taught us to shrink, mm -hmm. yep. to fit in instead of just knowing that you do have something to offer, which is different than what she has to offer, which is different than what I have to offer. I mean, when we put it all together, it's really beautiful. 
Mm -hmm. Right? Like, so like, let's just all shine in bright light. So when I'm looking at this right away, so we just talked about the solar plexus, which is your emotional center. And then we talked about your sacral center, which is your gut. Mm -hmm. And then we go over to your splenic center, your spleen. And your splenic center is really where the, like it houses your safety, your feelings of safety. And it also houses your in the moment knowing. Mm -hmm. And what's very interesting is yours is what's called wide open. So you don't have any energy that's consistent that's flowing to the splenic center. Mm -hmm. So when it's wide open, what can happen is that you can gain incredible wisdom in that area. Mm -hmm. And it sounds to me like you have gained some pretty incredible wisdom through your experience of knowing, and it might not be with every situation, Mm -hmm. right? You might not in every situation know if this is a safe one or this is an unsafe one. It might not be in every situation where you know, um, where you have any sort of like in the knowing information, Mm -hmm. but in some you do. Okay. Right. And in some spaces where you do, it sounds like it's incredibly powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm like, Oh no, oh no, just getting a getting a little feeling. And then it turns out that it was exactly what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I I've had situations where it's just clearly a mm-mm. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, I want to be like, mm-hmm. It's like mm-mm. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like you're already totally in touch with your gut mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like okay you know um but I guess does being I love when you mentioned because when you said that I was like wide open I'm like wait no I don't want to be that way but it, I love how you explained it to where you're like it doesn't it's not good energy or good or bad it's just you're just, you just kind of, it depends on the situation, right? Yeah. What you're saying? Yeah. Okay. Well, and okay. So here, here's what can happen too, is that, you know, I would be really interested in having a, a, a in-depth conversation with you about um, t- the times in your life where you weren't safe mm-hmm. and the healing that's gone on from that. Because what can end up happening is that then if you don't have this consistent energy that's allowing you to understand when you're safe and when you're not safe, and you were in situations where you weren't safe mm-hmm. and you were harmed, mm-hmm. um, that can create a whole lot of trauma in that space. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with trauma can also come a lot of conditioning Mm -hmm. right meaning this happened to me this was bad and so then this is a way that I'm going to overcorrect it even if that's not necessarily true true yeah right or helpful even yeah so uh, you know I'm I'm I would be curious to discover how much healing has gone on in that space Mm mm-hmm and how much healing still needs to be done you know like where I guess where you're at in the healing process of it because it really sounds to me 
like you have gained a lot of wisdom Mm -hmm. versus staying in a trauma space yes you know I, I, I often tell people like when you when you walk through trauma especially the trauma that I've walked through like you start out as a victim and then you walk to you then once you acknowledge it you know that it is going on you turn into a survivor and I feel like and then after that like I even came up like now I'm a thriver because now I can have an open conversation with you about where I'm healing how um areas in which that I am still struggling um and not feel like I have to be in a depression in mm. order you know what I mean like it's yeah like I'm not depressed anymore because of it now there are things that trigger me that show up and it's eat like I can go back there but I choose to thrive yep you know and really um healing from my past and like and understanding that the healing process is it's ever changing, you know, like you today, I might feel like I have it all together. I'm telling you I'm a thriver. And then tomorrow I can smell something and it takes me right back to where I was. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in knowing that in always being in an evolving state, kind of like what I said, like every day is, it's going to be different. Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to grow every day. It might not be in, it might be different, it might be in my mental state, it might be in my health, it might be in my spiritual um, realm, but yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. We weren't going to really touch too much on this today, but that you said it might be something that I smell because in human design, your strongest sense, it's kind of like your super sense or your, 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 mm, your way of like, like really connecting right to the situation and the emotion is uh, smell. Really? Yeah. Terrence probably like, that's why she got all them candles. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's probably really important to you how a place smells creates a feeling, creates a vibration, creates an energy. And so smell is probably really important to you. Mm-hmm. And it probably does trigger you to different memories or different spaces, or it could be a trauma. Yeah. And, and, and you're right, because I can smell someone and it takes me right back to where I was. Mm. Um. I can light a candle and it take it'll take me to whole like I'm like oh my living room oh no I'm on the beach you know like mm-hmm. I can definitely um, agree with that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's I want to talk about just a couple of more of these centers since we're already here. Now, one of the centers that I find um, really interesting that you and yours is wide open is the center for um, it's called the ego center, and it's really a the center for your will and self-worth and that's also wide open Mm -hmm. and so what I you know I think that um something so it's also a space for you to really gain wisdom in right it can be a space of struggle for some people but it can also be a space for wisdom Mm -hmm. and so when I hear you talking about you know how do I show up as my fullest self and am I even worthy Mm -hmm. of being in the room, being at the table. Am I worthy of speaking and using my voice? Mm-hmm. And it sounds to me like there's a lot of that, like, you know, kind of um, battling might be like a, t- like a strong word that you're battling, but it is something that I think that you're really starting to be present to, right? Mm-hmm. And to, to try to really understand like what that looks like and feels like for you. Mm-hmm. 
And with having it wide open, a lot of times, and again, it's in today's world. In today's world, we're all about like, okay, well, let's, I am worthy. I am this, I am that, you know, and like, kind of like these power statements, here I am, hear me roar, I'm gonna do this, like all this stuff. And it's like, if you're working with a therapist, that can be a, a space where a lot of work is done. Mm -hmm. The interesting part of that is that because the energy isn't consistent, you can be rocking it out with your therapist. Like I just did all this work or whomever, right? Like I just did all this work in this space and I feel amazing. Da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. And then similar to what you were saying with the open um, splenic center is that it's like, oh, but then all of a sudden something can kind of trigger you and, and roll you back. Mm -hmm. And that can be the same thing with the ego center is that all of a sudden you're kind of like triggered and it can throw you back into like, why am I here again? And it can really feel like a space of, as in, you know, the mental health terms that we're sort of using today, it can almost feel like a little um, symptom of depression. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And what that space is really here to teach you though, is that you are absolutely worthy just as you are. Mm -hmm. Right. Not with trying to force yourself to do anything, to change anything, to become anything, to own anything, to change anything about the way that you think about yourself. It is just that as you are, you are worthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is, I think, I think one of the things that that worth word is, is interesting when you think about it from your perspective, right? Like I hear like, oh yes, you're worthy, et cetera. And then, you know, because I'm a believer, I'm a Christian, you know, it's like, but I, but I don't deserve any of this stuff. And so how do you, how do you balance both? Right. And so that's kind of where I'm at in the middle, like talking to knowing that I can show up and that I deserve to be at the table and all of this, but because of what I believe in, it's like, but I, you know, like it, it's just, it's just such a hard place to be in the middle. But I will say that um, one of the things that I've learned is that while I may feel like I'm not worthy or if I'm showing up in a space and I, I'm like, oh, I don't have a seat at the table, like I can still take up that space and still show up as my full self. And I think that was something that I was really struggling with because I'm like, how do I, how am I, how am I worthy of this? But this tells me I'm not, you know, like I, like I don't deserve any of this. Um, and so. Okay, so let me pause you for a second. Because worthiness and deserve, mm -hmm. I feel are two very different feelings or two, two different energies. Okay. So your worth, right? Like think of like the, the idea of like the word worth, like what is it worth to you? Right. Mm -hmm. What's your internal or your intrinsic worth? What is your value? Right. Mm -hmm. And then what is it, what do you deserve? That feels like this sort of like righteousness, right? Like that something's owed to you. Mm -hmm. So I look at those very differently and so when you look at like, am I, am I worthy to be here or do I deserve all this stuff? I look at it, it's like, well, one of them is like just your inherent worth. And one is this like righteous, what you're owed. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, and, um, and definitely correct me as I'm, as if I'm wrong, uh, cause I don't want to, um, miss, 
misspeak in any way about your beliefs as a Christian, but kind of like looking at like all these things, like, do you deserve all these things? And I think that some of it is like, is there's, is humility is okay, right? Mm -hmm. Humility is okay, but so is abundance, Mm -hmm. right? They're both, they're both okay. Yeah. And I think that's one thing, you know, my therapist has really talked me through is like, one of the things I think I struggle with the most is not feeling like the blessing or the, the things that I had, like, those are like, those things don't belong to me. Like how me, and that's the worth part. Like, mm-hmm. like why me? Like, how did I choose? Like, why do I have a good husband? Like, mm-hmm. or I have a great son or, you know, like, and not fully wrapping my head around that those things are okay for me to have. Mm. And it's because of the past that I've had. Like, it's like yeah, none yeah. of the things of where I, where I am today matches up to what you is were going on. To believe about yourself. Yes. And that's yeah. what I mean. Like, it's like, I'm showing up like, and I had, you know, like I invite people like, Oh, my mom, she's like, Oh, wow. Like, and it's almost like there's a there's this surprise element, mm-hmm. and I believe that that this is a this is all a surprise. Like people can't wrap their head around it, mm-hmm. and I've taken on that posture of I can't wrap my head around it. Mm-hmm. But then I think like, but then as a Christian, I'm like, but do I even put Jesus in a box to where he can't even do these things for me? You know, like, and so really understanding like that, like, and I think that's what I mean by, you know, you know, I've, I, my past is like, if I, I should have had six kids by now, or I should have been on drugs or, and like, I have not walked none of those paths and like, and it's sad, but I used to think, but why not? Like, duh like I should have had six kids you know like and not that that there's anything wrong with that but there was this toxicity around the struggle but there was a celebration around the struggle if that makes sense that you can have all of this but you had to have walked through something to get it you know and so I haven't had like it's like I'm I can't explain it but haven't you you said what haven't you walked through? Yes, the I have. I have. And so I, that's what I'm saying. And so I, I, I have walked through the struggle, but then the beauty that comes from it is what's not like, it doesn't feel real. Like, it's like, wait, I did go through that. And now I have this. And so it's, it's a whole lot of like work that I'm, that I'm having to dig deep in and realizing that it's okay to be where I'm at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. um, so interesting okay so we'll see and this is why I always I love the struggle because I think that it it always like when you really go through it right Mm -hmm. and I think that that's maybe a a difference is that some people just go through a struggle and some people grow through a struggle right some people like you were saying like some people are victims of a struggle and then some people become the survivors and the thrivers of a struggle and so I think that that's I think that that's a really big difference is that when you decide to actually heal mm-hmm. from it, right? And you decide to make the, take a different path. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, and it has to be in a conscious way, 
Mm-hmm. Right? Like, do you think yeah. it stumbled into your life? Is that why? I mean, you said, do, you, do I think? Do, I'm do you think that you just stumbled into your life, or do you think that you? Yeah, I. You yeah. know. Okay. And that's something that I. I'm like. Well, then, the, yeah. And and so it's I've had to do this is work that I'm doing to really grasp that like this is like this is what from a like this is what God had for me yeah. you know and it just so happened that I had to walk through valleys and being, you know and and grappling with that and it's so crazy that I do but it's just something that I'm yeah it's just something that I battle with every single day uh, um you know first to get married you know you know just all like all these things that said no it was like I was like well I'm making a conscious decision to say yes to that or I'm making a conscious decision to say no to that and so I think that is what I mean by like Mm. walking in the worth of it Like, like like these are all things that I valued yeah but I didn't, it's like, I'm still in this mm. crazy, hazy world where I'm like, yeah. like you're living in like a parallel universe. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? yeah. Um, and so I think that's something that I'm, I'm, I'm working through. And I tell people all the time, like, I, 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 I really don't have the words for it. Cause it's like the moment that I feel like I've I've gotten where I should be or like feel like I understand it it's like it gets even more like mind-blowing to me I'm like mm-hmm. this is crazy you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and the better life gets probably it's even like wait like yeah I'm like <laughs> yeah <laughs> more goodness yeah and and, and 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 also too like realizing that the not so good things grow me too you know or like make me like okay what is going on you know Mm, this is such a this is such a good conversation Mm -hmm. um I'm just kind of letting all of it resonate a little bit I think I think I can understand first Mm -hmm. and foremost you know when you're saying like it just feels like you know you grew up one way in certain circumstances mm-hmm. that sort of said and gave you a message that your life's kind of predetermined mm-hmm. and that this is kind of the predetermined path that you're going to fall into. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe you can do a little different, mm-hmm. but maybe not make quite the significant change that you've made that looks so different than what this predetermined picture would have been. Yes. And you feel really fortunate Mm -hmm. because it doesn't feel just different. It feels better. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is mind blowing. I can't can't explain it. It's like, how? Like, it's like, me? You know, like, what? Um, And yeah, this makes me speechless. Mm. Do you feel any sort of like, does it ever feel like imposter syndrome or does it really? Oh yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. 
Mm. Imposter syndrome to the max. When I walked into that room um, to teach the motherhood and race thing, I had to go, like, I was, what I told y'all, like, I was crying in the bathroom. I'm like, there's no, like, what? I have no, like, I am not equipped for this. Mm. What is this? And someone walked up to me and said, something pushed me to tell you that you are exactly where you need to be right now. Mm. You are exactly where God has you right now. Like in, there is nothing you could have done. You know, like this is, you're prepared for this. And I'm like, I was just crying. Like, because I didn't feel prepared. Um, I, I, I even practiced for Terrence. Like, do you think it sounds stupid? You know? And he was like, Kira, you're just being yourself. He was like, when you show up, you be yourself. You're not trying to be an expert on this or that, you know? But yeah, the imposter syndrome is real. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that I think is one of the main points that we can grapple with, with this conversation, because, um, mm, okay, I'm going to let this kind of roll over just a little bit and then we're going to come back to it. Cause I do want to connect before we close. I want to connect with your voice. Mm-hmm. Um, because within your voice, you do have a defined voice, which means that you do have a defined message. It means that you, you know, like a lot of people have an open throat and what that means that they're here to amplify the mm-hmm. message from others, but you do have your own voice that comes mm-hmm. from within and your, um, your throat is connected to your head center for you specifically, which means that you have regular, you have your own thoughts too. Mm-hmm. You're not easily swayed by other people's thoughts. And so you are meant like your message is meant to share your thoughts, mm-hmm. right? So you have a strong connection to your emotion center, but it's not connected to your throat. So it's like when you're kind of trying to figure out what is it that I am supposed to say? What is my message? Mm-hmm. It always should come back to what do you think? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I think I think what is, as I'm like, I, I'm really, I'm here just holding space for all that you have shared, because I just appreciate it so much. I think you've been really open and vulnerable in sharing exactly where you are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think one of the things that I find so powerful about human design that I shared a little bit in the beginning, but I'll go through in a little bit more is that human design is, uh, it's, it's known as what's called the science of differentiation. And what Mm -hmm. that means is that it's here to show us exactly how you're different from me and that we're not supposed to be alike. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? and that your story and your life and how you're meant to be and the things that you're meant to do and the things that you're really good at and the things that you're here to gain wisdom in and all the spaces that you're here to heal and the traumas that you've experienced and the conditioning that you've felt from the society all of that is it, it essentially makes you perfectly you mm-hmm. right and I'm sure that that's a very that's a loud spiritual message across the board right is that mm-hmm. you you're perfect in your makeup and in human design, it's just kind of cool because we can like literally see it like in these different areas. Like I'm like, oh, we can see where you're different, right? Like first yeah. we can't see that spiritually. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And what I found really profound in just where you're at with your journey is how deeply connected you are to the truth of it, Mm -hmm. right? And what I would encourage right now is to get get more connected to it, dig Mm -hmm. deeper, like dig deeper as to like what, and not so much um, like with that open will center of like, am I worthy? And and that struggle of worthiness and the struggle of the imposter syndrome and to let that know that those feelings are probably going to come and go. But to, instead of asking yourself, if you're worthy or how did this happen or to go like really to like let your mind get so blown in that area because I think that that's what's happening right is that you're like so mind blown with all the all the beauty that's in front of you that that yeah that you like if we could if we could if we could literally like how I see I like I'm very visual with energy and so I see it as like all of these thoughts And all of these feelings are occupying your body and your system all over the place. And they're taking up space. So when you're talking about taking up space in the room, that it's literally taking up space in your body and it's shadowing your light, Mm -hmm. right? So it's covering, it's creating this darkness over the light that you have within. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know, you know, I don't know why, right? And you can connect it to Jesus and to Mm -hmm. whoever, like, I don't know why your life didn't turn out in the way that it was more or less predetermined from where you grew up and the family that you grew up in and the environment you grew up in. I don't know why you have the life that you have now. I don't know why, like you, you know, the little decisions and the little steps led you exactly to where you are right now, but I do know that you did. Mm -hmm. I do know that you're really grateful for it. Mm -hmm. And I do know that you are an incredibly generous spirit. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And so it's not like you have this life and you're just like cashing in on it. Mm -hmm. You have this life and you got to work on it Mm -hmm. because you're also, you're very authentic. So you feel like you're an imposter, but I am telling you that I'm like, like I have the like, you know, spidey sense of like, okay, who is BSing me right now? And Mm -hmm. I don't feel that way when you and I sit down and we have a good conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I feel this incredibly genuine, hardworking in a lot of areas, Mm -hmm. right? Like you really show up Mm -hmm. intentionally in the spaces that you show up. You show up when you talk about miles, you show up when you're at a women's event, you show up when you and I get to sit down and have lunch or coffee, Mm -hmm. you know, and I can see you show up on your Instagram and on your blog and in your community, like you really show up Mm -hmm. and that work is no joke. Yeah. It's hard work. It is. That is the work. That is the work, Mm -hmm. right? Like the writing and the curating and the pictures and then this, like that is not work. (laughs) The work is everything underneath it to make it real. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think that, you know, like, and where you are, like the, maybe to close, 
we'll talk a little bit about what your profile is in human design. Your profile is what's called a six two. It's always these two numbers that you put together. And the six mm -hmm. means that um, this is where the astrology comes into play. The six means that your life is more or less based around your Saturn return. The Saturn rotates every 28 years or comes back every 28 years from the time that you were born. And it's like between 28 and 30, like people say between like 28 and 33 years and you're 30 right now. Mm -hmm. And so you have just entered your second Saturn return. And so at this point in your life, it's a lot about this observation, right? Mm -hmm. It's about kind of like looking and they call it on the roof, being on the roof is like, you're kind of, you get up on the top of this house and you're on the roof and you're kind of just looking out at everybody and mm -hmm. observing what the heck is going on. Mm -hmm. And so at this phase in your life, I think that it's, it's, um, that's a really beautiful thing to do, like, and that you're doing it right now and to be okay with that. And to know that that's like your space and your role, right. It's to just yeah. take it all in and to observe the first 28 years are about kind of bumping around. Mm -hmm. it's, kind of, it's like the life of, of, of experimentation, yeah. <laughs> right. Trying different things and learning different things and figuring it out and kind of start stopping and starting and, uh, you know, um, just kind of running into things, you know, through experimenting and seeing what works and what doesn't work and different things. And this next Saturn return is really about then getting up on the roof and observing. And then on your third Saturn return is really when you come into this like space of wisdom. And really that's when people look at you as like, oh my gosh, she's really got it figured out. Yeah. I'll be what, uh, 48? <laughs> in your 50s. Yeah. In your 50s. <laughs> but it's okay. I can, I can tell you from turning 40, it just gets better. Better. It just gets better. Right? Like. <laughs> yeah. I believe it. I believe it. It's like wine that gets fine with time. Yes, it really <laughs> does. And so, so, you know, I think that, you know, as you're continuing to kind of learn and to take it all in, I do just want to encourage you that, um, that some of these spaces that are open, like those feelings might come and go, right? And that experience and that energy might kind of come and go. It might feel really strong at one point, like with worthiness, and then it might feel really low in other points. But um, is I think that... Um, just really reconnecting to who you are, mm -hmm. right? the truth of who you are and not worrying so much about the why or the how, mm -hmm. but just really connecting to what you know to be true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Any final thoughts or questions or anything before we close? Um, I just want to say thank you for taking this time to kind of tap into some things. I feel like I got like a double dose of loving me today, just because yesterday was my, Monday is always my, uh, well, Monday is my therapy day. And then this today, I get an opportunity to chat with you and um, learn about my human-centered design. Um, and a lot of it makes sense, you know, just to hear you, to hear words put with it, like actual, like generators, you know, like, it's like, oh, okay, now I get it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, thank you for that. That was pretty awesome. You are so welcome. Thank you. Yeah.